You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn Podcast. Barton Hahn, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. I'm Gabe Neitzel. He is Michael Rothstein. We are in for Barton Hahn today at ESPN Radio, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. Interesting situation going on in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Derek Carr has been benched, and now he is no longer going to be with the team over the final two weeks of the regular season. To help us break this down, we welcome in Mark McMillan, Raiders pregame NFL analyst for CBS 8 in Las Vegas. Played in the league for a while as well. Mark, we certainly appreciate the time, but all these signs point to Derek Carr's time being done in Las Vegas, correct? Yeah, I, I would say his time is done. Uh, even yesterday, he even showed up to the facility, so the writing is on the wall uh, that he's done. Uh, I'm sure the uh, talks probably got a little heated. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, Derek being the, the kind of guy, mild-mannered guy he is, you know, for him to not even show up to practice, uh, that says a lot about uh, what really went on in that meeting. And like I said, man, it sucks for this young man. He's, he's put his heart into this organization, and it seems like he's going to be the scapegoat for all the uh, downfalls that the uh, Raiders have been having this year. Mark, you played in the league for eight, for eight years. You were in a bunch of different NFL locker rooms, Philly, New Orleans, Kansas City, San Francisco, Washington. How does this play in a locker room when something like this goes down, when kind of technically sort of you're, you're still maybe in the playoff picture? Um, it, it's, it, you know, as a player, man, you just got to focus on what you have to do. Um, it's hard. And, you know, that's why it's tough to play this game because there's so many things that go into uh, each day. You know, something is always changing. Someone's always getting released or traded. Grain plans are constantly changing. And then when you're a quarterback, your leader – um, you know, it's forced out like that as a player. Um, you, you know, you kind of, you, know, you look at the management, you don't want to say anything because, you know, you're still under contract and you don't want to ruffle any feathers. But at the same time, uh, somebody needs to step up. And I think Devontae Adams said it well yesterday. Uh, he's still riding with his guy, Derek Carr. This is the reason he came here. Uh, obviously, he got a lot of money, so that's the main reason why he came here. But, um, you know, for the locker room, man, it sucks. And you can see it on the on the faces of uh, Josh Jacobs the last couple of times he's been interviewed. Our guest is Mark McBalen, Raiders NFL uh, Raiders pregame NFL analyst for CBS 8 in Las Vegas. This is Barton Hahn and ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM Channel 80, Gabe Neitzel, Michael Rothstein in for the guys. You mentioned Devontae Adams there, Mark. What What's... What's his future? The, the, the Raiders can't move on from him because of the, the contract that they just gave him. But as he said yesterday, one of the big reasons he came to the Raiders is because of his relationship with Derek Carr. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. You know, he's, he's got a lot of money uh, riding on his contract. And um, I don't think anybody's going to, you know, put up a lot of money. But, you know, he's one of the best in the game. And anything can happen in this business. You just never know um, how they're going to blow this thing up. And, you know, you see Chandler Jones. Uh, obviously, he went on IR yesterday, so he's not playing uh, in the final two games. So it seems like all the starter guys that they brought in to uh, push this team to another level 
are not even going to finish out the season the last two games. So it just goes to show you, man, that, that front office and the, and the coaching staff is in turmoil, and Josh McDaniels continues to sing this same rhetoric that he did in Denver. This is the same way it played out in Denver, and we're just seeing a repeat of it here in Las Vegas. But no one is really saying, well, Josh, you know, no one's really holding him accountable as far as Mark Davis. You know, as far as fans, we're like, yo, what's going on? But the the guys up top, man, they still give him a vote of confidence. Like, he's doing a really good job. Mark, you said before anything can happen. I, I'm going to guess anything would not include Derek Carr being back with Vegas next year. So <laughs> where do you think they would go at quarterback? Um, that's, that's an interesting, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you got Bryce Young in the draft, but you know, you have to give away some stuff to get him. Um, you know, it, you, you need to get a veteran guy, you know, you still got Devonte Adams, you got Waller, uh, you got Renfro, Josh Jacobs contract is up, you know, the way he's talking, it's like he does, he's fed up with the front office. He doesn't sound like he wants to be here, but he's been a professional. He's going out and continue to run the ball at a high level. Um, he made the pro bowl this year, um, despite the way they, they didn't, they didn't want to resign him. Uh, so it's a lot of turmoil that's going on. And I'm sure, you know, Mr. Rogers, maybe in Green Bay, you know, maybe they, they want to give him a shot. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's name has been going around a lot. Uh, there's Baker Mayfield out there as well. But, you know, if you look at Carr and what he's done, he's been consistent. You know, he's had, what, five or six offensive coordinators in, what, uh, eight or nine years here. So, you know, uh, a lot of people need to kind of, you know, realize that. It's like having eight or nine bosses every year. You just don't know which direction you're going in. Mark McMillan is a Raiders pregame NFL analyst for CBS 8 in Las Vegas. Of course, former NFL player as well. Joins us here on Barton Hahn, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. I'm Gabe Neitzel along with Michael Rothstein. And Mark, what does a really good offseason look like for the Raiders? Because they were a team that made the playoffs a year ago and then made the trade yep. for Devontae Adams, got their head coach in place. We're thinking, okay, they're going to be in this playoff hunt. But now they are clearly behind the Chiefs, clearly behind the Chargers. How do they get back on track? Uh, first of all, you got to make some changes in the coaching staff. Um, you know, you can trade all the players and, and bring all the players that you want, but the guys are not performing well and they're not getting better. Um, that's coaching. And, you know, they got to start with the coaching staff. From the offensive coordinator standpoint, uh, Josh calls the plays, and he's the, uh, the head coach. So something has to, uh, you know, render with that. Um, you know, Frazier came over from the Giants. But, you know, we know how that defense was when he was in New York, and he came here to Vegas, and it's no better. Uh, so you got to look at those things as well. You got to shore up your offensive line. Um, you got to find a quarterback. You may have to go find a running back. I know they got Zaire last year in the fourth round out of Georgia, but your receiver core is okay. Your secondary is still struggling. So there's a lot of holes in this <laughs> in this organization, man, that needs to be filled up. But it starts at the top. And they need to make a, a strong push to bring maybe a coach in here that guys really buy into because um, the guys have not bought into Josh all year, regardless of what people are saying. Mark, this might sound a little bit weird. Definitely a little hindsight, right? Do you think that there's regret or a mistake made not sticking with Rich Pisaccia after last season? Oh, that was a big mistake. Um, you know, even the players, you know, when the, when, it, when it happened, when they got fired, guys were pissed off. And you figure you had a team that went through a lot of turmoil with uh, Ruggs, with John Gruden, and this team still made the playoffs. And every game they fought their tails off, and, you know, they made it to the playoffs. It is really hard to make it to the playoffs in the National Football League, and they did it with an interim special team 
uh, head coach that, you know, guys bought into, um, you know, from a fan base standpoint, if I'm a Raider fan, I got to be looking like, man, we've won with a interim special teams coach. And here we got a guy that's been fired by the Broncos. He's been under Belichick all those years uh, getting those rings and we bring them here and we got worse. You know, it, it's really bad here. And who comes to town? The San Francisco 49ers who are smoking hot right now. <laughs> Yeah, certainly going to be a tough game for the Raiders this week. Jared Stidham going to be their starting quarterback. Mark, we certainly appreciate the time. Enjoy Week 17 of the NFL games, and Happy New Year. I appreciate you guys, too, man. Keep up the good work, and Happy New Year's, and roll tide. (laughs) Mark McMillan stumping for Alabama, even though they're not in the national championship game. Raiders and a pregame NFL analyst for CBS 8 in Las Vegas, also a former NFL player. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. And a lot of news flying around in the NFL right now uh, from the news we just learned uh, about 10, 15 minutes ago about Josh Dobbs getting a start tonight to Derek Carr seemingly being done in Las Vegas. But, Michael, we want to talk a little NBA because... Things haven't been great out in Los Angeles for the Lakers. They haven't been great for LeBron James. And they lost again last night. And after they lost, he met with reporters, as he always did, and 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 had this to say about how much longer he thinks he can play in the NBA. I don't don't have a number. Um, As long as my mind stays in it, I I can play at this level for, for a minute. It's up to my mind. It's not my body. It's going to be okay because if my mind into it, my, my, I would make sure my body's taken care of and I'll continue to put in the work. I'm a, I'm a winner and I want to win. You know, I want to win and, and give myself a chance to, to, to win and still compete for championships. Um, that has always been my, my passion. has always been my goal since I entered the league. I had an 18-year-old kid out of Akron, Ohio, and I know it takes steps to get there. But once you get there and you know how to get there, Playing basketball at this level just to be playing basketball is not, it's not in my DNA. It's not in my DNA um, anymore. So I hear that, Michael. And I hear someone who's clearly frustrated with the losing. And when you're as hyper-competitive as LeBron is and you get to the, you know, the pinnacle of your sport, be the face of the NBA the way he has been, the losses hurt more than the wins heal. Like They just sting a little bit more. Missed the playoffs last year, in a position to miss the playoffs again this year for the Lakers. And I hear someone who might be fed up. It seems like he might be done with the Lakers based on that, because I don't see things getting better for Los Angeles unless you can guarantee that Anthony Davis is going to continue to play out of his mind when he returns, and he's going to be healthy for the rest of the season whenever he returns. Yeah, no, it, it definitely sounded like that. By the way, he also said this in Miami, a place where you could argue he had the most success of his career. So I think that that's not lost on, on this entire conversation either. You look at just last night. Like, let's take last night as a microcosm, right? They have a starter who plays 21 minutes and doesn't score a point in Walker. They've got Toscano, who plays 13 minutes, doesn't score a point. They've got Reeves, who plays 20 minutes, doesn't score a point. Like, they're just not getting enough out of guys that are clearly in their rotation, and that has to be frustrating for LeBron. 
So I, I wonder this, Gabe. Like, at what point? You're, you're like, telling you, me he's sick with he's sick of potentially playing with somebody who doesn't score, whose nickname is Hillbilly Kobe. Is that what you're telling me? That's I, I'm, yes, I'm telling you that that might be the case here. Overall, I, I think that. And by the way, that is Reeves. Just so so people know. Yes, Austin Reeves, <laughs> Hillbilly Kobe. I, I my thing. I'm here not making is, that up. Go to his basketball reference page. It's right there. Oh, oh I, I know. I believe you. I checked when you told me that during one of the, the many breaks we've had over the last four hours. <laughs> My thing is this. When we're talking about LeBron, I agree with you. LeBron sounds like he might be done in L.A., but the question is when. Like, does a team say, hmm, I can go get LeBron James. I might have to give up a lot of draft capital right now or a couple of young players, whatever it might be, but I can go get LeBron James and LeBron James will be maybe the piece that gets me an NBA championship. Maybe two because LeBron's a free agent after the year. If he likes his situation, maybe he decides to stay. Or does LeBron say, you know what, I'm going to ride this out this year. Obviously, you know, my son plays college or high school basketball in California, ride this out, and then after the year, weigh my options. And if that's the case, well, how many teams are lining up to sign LeBron? Does LeBron just say, okay, I'm going to go to a team and make it a super team one last time? Those are, I think, the questions that you have around LeBron James right now of saying, what does he want to do? Because let's be honest, LeBron James at the end of the day will control his own future to an extent. He can't make another team necessarily interested in him, Gabe, but he can say, I want to go somewhere else. And I think there would be a lot of teams that line up and would be willing to sacrifice two, three years down the road if it means getting a title or having a real shot at one this year and next. Oh, I 100% agree with you. And the interesting part is, because he's a free agent at the end of the year, does he want to go somewhere that would have to give up assets? Would he be okay? Would he okay a trade in the middle of the season to go to a team that now might give up some of those assets when, if he's just patient and waits till the end of the year, he can go to whatever team he wants and they don't have to give up those assets that they necessarily would have in a trade, whether that's draft capital, whether that's whatever players to make the salaries work that you need in the NBA. But you mentioned something earlier that has me and my interest peaked. And maybe everybody else would be sick of it. But those Cleveland Cavaliers are kind of a fun young team. And if they added another superstar in LeBron James, you're telling me the Eastern Conference with the Celtics and Bucks and the way the Nets have been playing right now doesn't become super interesting if LeBron goes back to Cleveland? Uh, Oh, 100%. Listen, I think that would be incredibly interesting if LeBron were were somehow for the third time in his career said, you know what? I went somewhere else. Like I went to Miami to win. Now I'm coming home. Now I'm going to LA experience big city life. Now I'm coming home. It would be a great end to his story. Now here's the thing. And I I don't think this would be lost on LeBron. If for whatever reason, Cleveland ended up being that option. He could not leave Cleveland again. Like, it, it, the Cleveland's the one place, if you were LeBron, no, seriously, like, Cleveland is the one place that yeah, you... I'm laughing that you, because it's true. You're 100% yeah. right. Like, Cleveland's the one place you can go if you were LeBron, that if you're going, you're saying, you know what, however many years I'm playing, I'm staying here, except except for maybe the last one, because I think if Bronny ended up in the league and he was somewhere under, other than Cleveland... I think most people would understand at that point that a 41-year-old 40, LeBron James, 42-year-old LeBron James would want to go play one season with his son if that scenario could happen. I don't think anyone in, 
Anyone in basketball would fault him, and if somebody did, that's a you problem. So Cleveland would be interesting, but that's this is also the one place that he could go that he can go and really not leave again because I think at that point he might not be welcome back in Cleveland. People say that. He's always going to be welcome back in Cleveland. Like, sure. yeah, you'll get upset if he leaves again, but he won you a championship. He made you relevant in the NBA for the last 20 or so years. I think LeBron was... Look, I'm, I'm in Wisconsin. I talk about the Packers all the time. Brett Favre went to play for the Vikings, in particular, so he could try to stick it to the Packers. Guess who was welcomed back with open arms when he was ready to go into the NFL Hall of Fame? And they sold out entire Lambeau Field just so that everybody could get a glimpse at him as he went into the Team Hall of Fame. It was Brett Favre. You can talk all the smack you want, and you sound tough when somebody leaves, but when they're ready to come back, you're going to open your arms up and welcome them in for sure. Sure. 888-729-3776. say ESPN, the number to get into the show. News from Barton Hawn Nation. Eric in Indianapolis just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Eric, you're on ESPN Radio. Yes, yes. Uh, you know what? I want to say good morning, good afternoon, guys. First of all, let me say that. <laughs> Before I start going on, because I'm like, LeBron James, I ain't going nowhere, guys. You guys know that. Nobody wants this guy. Nobody wants him. And if they do, what? If Why they not? Do, they not trade for him. Because man, he if you think about it, yeah, he, he's a stat he's a stat stuffer. But he been to LA, his stats don't really mean nothing. He can have twenty eight, fifteen, and seven rebounds, and they still losing by fifteen. The key is 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 A D. If A D is not healthy, because we all know, we all know that the Lakers wasn't going to be nothing this year, whether they was healthy or not. LeBron James is just somebody that's just chasing stats right about now. That's all he's doing. Nobody wants that old guy. Just like KD, you know, everybody wants to say about KD, oh, he's this and that. No, KD is the same thing with LeBron. He's, just, he's a stat chaser. His, his stats don't mean nothing. Even though the Brooklyn Nets are looking like they living like they doing something, they ain't gonna be nothing. He's, we all know who these are. Just some <laughs> these are some spicy takes coming from Indianapolis and Eric in particular. Like, look, I'm speechless. I, I, <laughs> LeBron is a stat stuffer, and KD. Well, yeah. Here's the thing: nobody in the NBA can do it all by themselves. Like, if you have one of those guys, you might be able to try to keep your team afloat. But the problem is, both of those rosters, whether we're talking about Brooklyn or Los Angeles, they had to mortgage so much of their rosters to get the guys that they have that are their perceived superstars for L.A., LeBron, A.D., and then they did the thing for Russell Westbrook. But same thing with, with the Nets, whether, you know, Ben Simmons and then Kyrie and KD. So the rest of the roster is just very thin around them. It's not very deep. So yeah, when one of those big three are out, I think you've seen over the last the course of the last couple of years with both those franchises, one of those guys is out, those teams kind of struggle because they just don't have that depth. They've got to figure out a way for the Austin Reeveses of the world to really step up and, and be maybe a better player than everybody thought they were going to be. But I did not think that when we hit this hour, Michael, that we were going to have the, 
LeBron James <laughs> is a stat stuffer conversation. <laughs> I did not I, see it coming. Gabe, I'm still a bit speechless. So I, I went and found his stats. And sure, you want to know what he's going to stuff his stats. You want to know why he's going to stuff his stats, Gabe? Because he's one of the three best players or four best players in NBA history. So guess what? <laughs> he's really good. He's going to have good stats. KD going to have good stats. Know who also, I guess, could be called a stat stuffer, Gabe? Michael Jordan. Bill Russell. Kobe. All stat stuffers, according to our guy in Indianapolis. Like, no. I'll tell you what, Luca really... Really just, Luca really yeah. stuffed the stat sheet the other. I mean, it was selfish of him to go and get 60, 21, and 10. Like, he probably could have done with 55 points. You know, he could have. I mean, listen, sharing is caring this holiday season, Gabe. But that's the problem. <laughs> Those are assists. Those are assists. So that means that that would be stat stuffing as well. I don't, I don't yeah. know what our man wanted. Did he want, does he want LeBron to just stand at, at center court and watch people run back and forth like he's a traffic like cop or traffic monitor is that what is that what yeah. our guy wants here i don't understand i've i have no idea but we'll get back <laughs> out to those dr pepper call in line 888-729-3776 we find solomon in la solomon you're on espn radio hey man uh, yeah thanks for taking my call long time laker fan i'm an old dude i go back to weston baylor um, I'm just disgusted, disheartened, confused, irritated. I mean, you can go on and on about this season. With a healthy AD, maybe you consider, you know, trying to move LeBron to get some pieces. But because AD, I'm giving him a new name, by the way. You've heard of the GOAT. He's now the moat, most injured of all time. Um, you can't let go of LeBron. He's all we have. He's the only superstar. L.A. needs a superstar. He's playing great. I, the Lakers are not going to move him. You know, even if it might, uh, you know, help them down the road. Uh, he, he's staying at least for this season. Next season, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we appreciate the call, Solomon. Yeah, I think he I think he does finish out ultimately in L.A., but it becomes a very interesting summer for LeBron James. And maybe, what if LeBron just becomes like a mercenary where he just plays for a different team every year? Like he goes to the Knicks and then he goes back to Cleveland and he goes to different teams that seem like they're just that one piece away and he just <laughs> ring chases that way. That, How that fun would, be, would that be? That would be awesome because, listen, there are some guys, like I, uh, I covered Ish Smith briefly in Detroit, and Ish Smith, when I covered him, was been on like 10 or 11 teams at that point. Maybe LeBron just wants to collect jerseys and play on a different team every year and play only 45. Yeah. Sure, why not? Like, let's see that happen. LeBron, LeBron, let LeBron go ring chase and stat stuff like our guy uh, in Indianapolis would like him to do. <laughs> and you want to know what? I bet LeBron gets to, I don't know, at least another couple conference championship games doing it that way. Want to know why, Gabe? Because LeBron's really good. Even at 38, he's still one of the best players in the NBA. ESPN Radio has you covered for bowl game action. Tune in tomorrow night for the Capital One Orange Bowl. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Coming up next on Barton Hahn, a changing of the guard coming to an NFL team. We'll dive into it. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Bart and Han. Bart and Han, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. I'm Gabe Neitzel. He's Michael Rothstein. We are in for the guys today and ESPN Radio is, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. We've been spending a lot of time talking about college football in the NFL, Week 17 in the NFL, college football bowl season, and the, those semifinals that are coming up on Saturday, which you can listen to right here on ESPN Radio. But Pete Thamel, Michael, earlier today, just you know, half hour or so ago, kind of tweeting out an interesting crossover between the two. Ted Phillips is retiring from the Chicago Bears. That was announced earlier this season, so they've been going about trying to figure out how to replace him, and he's the president and CEO of the Bears. So Pete Thamel reporting that Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has emerged as a top candidate to replace the president and CEO, Ted Phillips, of the Chicago Bears. He's been interviewed in person. He's considered among one of the final candidates, and the process is going to be wrapping up over the course of the next couple of weeks. This seems really shocking. I know he came from the NFL world, but if you get one of those commissionerships in a Power 5 conference, it doesn't seem like those people leave those spots until they retire. How surprising was this news when you first saw it being reported by ESPN's Pete Thamel? It was surprising at first. I mean, we saw it during a break, and I was like, whoa, what's this? However, the more I've thought about it over, I guess, the last... 20 minutes to half hour or so, maybe 45 minutes. I think it makes a little bit of sense because it feels like college football is once again about to hit a time of uncertainty between what's been going on with NIL, between the next round of expansion. Remember, the Big Ten is expected to expand to 16 teams. So there's once again a little bit of question here, right? And within the Pete Thamel story that is on ESPN, Dot com right now it talks about how there hasn't been a contract extension given to Kevin Warren we don't know exactly how long his deal was and his tenure truthfully was not like a stellar tenure he followed a legend at Jim Delaney and it's hard to be the guy that follows the guy and Jim Delaney did a ton for college sports so I think that it just maybe wasn't working out Kevin Warren has extensive experience in the NFL. And listen, Gabe, you and I know this. Sometimes you take a chance on a new job and it's not all it's cracked up to be, right? So you try and go back to what you did before. And remember, he was with the Vikings before. He's had jobs with the Rams and the Lions. So maybe he's just saying, you know what? I tried the college sports thing. I'm ready to go back to the NFL. Yeah, and I guess I look at it from a, I've tried this and... 
he got a lot of criticism because the way the Big Ten handled the pandemic. And they played a limited amount of games, and you know they were one of the first ones to rush out, and, and he didn't seem very flexible initially. And obviously the Big Ten ended up playing football games in 2020. But now this is also the guy that has expanded the Big Ten, adding USC and UCLA, two big gets, so he could sign one of the more lucrative deals for a conference in media rights history in college sports. So maybe he went, well, I got those two big fish. I got the big media deal. What else do I do now? And, and he's looking for a new challenge. I, I, I don't know. It does seem surprising because, again, like very rarely do people leave these jobs but there does seem to be, to me, if he's looking at this, some comfortability in heading back to the NFL. And Thamel, who has this piece at ESPN.com, has also noted that, that Warren is not scheduled to be at either semifinal game. He's got two teams in his conference playing for potentially to play each other in a national championship game, which hasn't ever happened in the Big Ten in Michigan and Ohio State. But he's not slated to be at either game at TCU, Michigan, or Georgia-Ohio State on Saturday, which to me almost screams he feels like he's got to be the favorite for this job. Yeah, plus the fact that his name has gotten out there, and I don't think there's been another name linked to the Bears. Generally, when a name gets out there like this, and you're talking about it's going to be wrapping up soon... That generally means that that guy's probably the prohibitive favorite for, or, or woman is prohibitive favorite for the job. So you have to believe that. I, I agree with you, Gabe. Now, maybe Kevin Warren is like, I don't want to show favoritism to Michigan or Ohio State, so I'm just going to sit both out. I, of course, this is me, by the way, grasping at all of the straws to try and figure out anything <laughs> for Kevin Warren here. I, I don't actually believe that or buy that. I want to make that very, very, very clear. I, I mean, here's the thing, right? When you're talking about a team president position, though, Gabe, and you know this, you, you've had Mark Murphy up there yeah. for 500 years or so with the Packers. <laughs> Those jobs are fairly secure as well, unless you're, you do a terrible job. Like, you usually get anywhere between three and four head coaching hires and, like, two and three general manager hires, and then you're only let go if it's not going well on the business side. So it's not exactly like he's going into a really rough possibility of a job like this is a Bears team that's about to get a new stadium like you have to figure he's going to have some security there as well can you imagine being the president and CEO of an NFL team and not have it go well on the business side like how bad do things have to be going <laughs> that in the NFL where you literally print money each and every Sunday things aren't going well on the business side we're going to have to let you go like that just seems that seems like such an impossibility to me because of how much money is in the NFL like yeah it's just, it seems impossible. What, what is it say that you say that you do here? What is, it, what is it that you say you do? Oh, okay. Oh, you're, you're the team president. Got it. So what do you, what do you, oh, okay. So we make a lot of money already. Congratulations. Like, yeah, I, it's, exactly. to me, it's one of the safer jobs in pro sports. Yeah, and if you and if you have experience and you're comfortable, and look, this could be a big arrow for the Bears that he could lead as they continue to talk about their potential move out of Chicago. They now have what they believe is their franchise quarterback. Like you could become legendary in Chicago. So I understand why that job would be 
one that would be intriguing for Kevin Warren. Bart Hahn brought to you by Fresh Pet, real pet food, fresh from the fridge. Coming up next here on Barton Hahn, we're going to get you set for a big weekend in college football. We discuss ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Bart and Han. Georgia Bulldogs. Keep shopping and do what we do. TCU Horn Frogs. Michigan Wolverines. Job's not finished. Go blue. Ohio State Buckeyes. This is why you came to Ohio State. Welcome to the college football playoff. The college football playoff. Coverage begins New Year's Eve at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on your smart speaker, I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Michael Rothstein, as we are in for the guys this afternoon. Time for Can't Wait, and Can't Wait is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. Got a couple of college football semifinal games finally here, coming up on Saturday. Of course, listen to those games right here on ESPN Radio. And Michael, of the two, which one can you not wait for the most? That's a, that's a tough call here, Gabe. I'm going to say Ohio State-Georgia just because I think Ohio State is better than the last time out that we saw them when they lost and really kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter against Michigan at home in the shoe. And I, I do feel like they're going to give Georgia a game. I feel like it's going to be close for three quarters, and that will surprise some people. And I would be curious to see how Georgia handles being in a tight game in the college football playoff in a college football playoff where I think that they are the prohibitive favorite when you're looking at the rest of the team. So I'm curious to see what that game looks like. Maybe it's also because I live not too far from Mercedes-Benz Stadium and all I hear about is Georgia. So there's a little bit more maybe vested interest there, Gabe. I'm 100% with you that that is the more intriguing of the two games to me. And also maybe because C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback. Like he is the to me, he's the best quarterback in the four. So if we're going to see an upset, I mean, I, if C.J. Stroud went off and led Georgia to, or excuse me, led Ohio State to an upset over Georgia, I, I don't know if that would be incredibly shocking to a lot of people because we know that there is 
that really good play inside of C.J. Stroud. And that's what I want to see. Up against this, what's been a dominant Georgia defense, can C.J. Stroud rally his team, keep it close, and lead Ohio State to a national championship game appearance? Well, I'll tell you one place that it would be very shocking if that happened, and that would be uh, the entire southern part of the country, Gabe, because they believe (laughs) SEC, 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 SEC. And those, by the way, are the top four conferences. And then another conference is fifth. (laughs) So I think that they would be stunned if Georgia lost to Ohio State, especially in what is going to... Let's be very real here. This is going to be a home game for Georgia. Like, it is. This is going to be... Ohio State travels incredibly well. This is still going to be, at worst, I think, 75% Georgia fans. And it may end up being closer to 85 or 90% Georgia fans. That's going to play a role. We saw it in the opening week of the season when Georgia played Oregon here, and it was a de facto home game for Georgia then. I think that that could play a difference. Plus, they've played in the Mercedes-Benz. This will be their third game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium this year. Do you make anything of the whispers about Ryan Day's seat being hot? Because I don't see it. Like He's been so successful there. Even if he has a game against Georgia, the way they played against Michigan, which we both believe is not going to happen, where they just kind of completely fall flat, especially in the late third quarter and into the fourth quarter. Like I just don't see his seat actually being that hot. It shouldn't be. There's no reason at all. And yes, I get it. He's lost the last two years to Michigan. Boo-hoo. Like, there is no reason that Ryan Day's seat should even be like, you know, the car, the settings in the car that you don't really get to use in the South, except for this past week when it was like below freezing. Like, it shouldn't even be at one on like a hot seat level. This dude is 45 and five at Ohio State. Two of those losses have come in bowl games. Two of those losses have come to Michigan and they lost to Oregon in 2021. Sorry. Ryan Day, if if you are, how arrogant are you if you are Ohio State and you got and you even considered moving on from Ryan Day? Like how how much arrogance do you have as a football program that you think that you should get rid of a guy who's forty five and five? Do you know how many people will line up Gabe to hire that guy? There was there one hundred thirty schools in the call in FBS or one hundred forty one, whatever it is. All of them except for Ohio State and probably like Georgia and Michigan and, and a few others. They will all line up to hire him. And guess what? Maybe some NFL teams would as well. That guy would be out of a job for as long as it would take me to drink a can of Lacroix. Yeah, <laughs> he would not be. I'm 100% there with you. And we have this conversation about NFL quarterbacks. Okay, get rid of them, but what are you going to do that's better? Good luck being better than 45-5. and five. That is incredibly tough to beat. Now, the other game is going to feature TCU and Michigan. Michigan making their second consecutive college football playoff appearance. And their quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, spoke this week about what's different this time around for the Wolverines. It differs in we've been here before. We know that there's a lot of things that could distract us from the task at hand in that this kind of week to prepare, we're taking it much more as a business trip instead of kind of like a vacation feel like it was in Miami last year. And maybe that's just, again, a change in mentality because last year it was 
that Ohio State game was their Super Bowl, right? I mean, yeah. Jim Jim Harbaugh finally getting over that hump. Yes, they win the Big Ten championship game. But then your dogs against Georgia. And you're, you're not expected to win. It's different now. It's different because you have that experience and you're the favorite versus being the underdog. No, 100%. Michigan... I think that they're going to beat TCU. I think they're going to... They could beat Georgia, too, because they've played Georgia. They're not going to be scared of Georgia. And that Georgia defense last year, that was legendary. Like, that was one of the best defenses of all time. I I just... I just don't see it, Gabe. I think Michigan handles this game. I'm going to watch it, but I'm kind of, like, going to half pay attention unless it ends up being interesting in the second half. So, I, I don't know, my man, but... This whole show has been brought to you by Princess Cruises. I love this boat. <laughs> uh, we do have some sad news as we get out of here. Brazilian soccer legend Pele, uh, winner of a record three World Cups, standard bearer for the beautiful game. He has died and passed away at the age of 82. Some sad news to pass along at the end of the show here. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.